What's up? What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Ashley Akins here. And welcome to the first episode of Authentically Ashley. Ooh-ooh. Yes, I am so excited to be doing this. You know, it's just something special to me. And since I came from the hit reality show, Ready to Love, on OWN Network, you know, with Oprah and Will Packer, I'm going to talk about being single during quarantine. Ooh, y'all. Y'all got y'all drinks. Let me get mine. Hold on. Listen, this single life is not a joke, okay? During the quarantine, first of all, all the rules and regulations are trying to keep it safe, keep it cute. But, you know, you still want to date because you don't want to be lonely when you're locked up in the house all by yourself. You want to spend it with someone. And I don't know if you're like me. It was a little tough. So, like, how did y'all date? Like, what did you do? I tried the internet. I tried a couple of dating sites. Um, Instagram was my friend, okay? Um, but it was really difficult. Very, very difficult for me. And, and I talked to a lot of my friends, and they were going through the same thing. Some people were inviting people over, but then you're so used to only hanging out with them, you really didn't know how they act when they got in your house. And boy, was it a different situation when the folks get in your house. Or I heard stories about people coming over your house and not wanting to leave. It was just, it was just a lot. Girl, you know, because in Georgia, after you stay so many days, like, and you might have stuff or mail there after so many weeks or something like that, you can send an attendant and you have to give them a 30-day notice before they can even be evicted out your house. So, listen, it was a whole lot of shenanigans going on, a whole lot of situationships. I didn't have a situationship and or nor shenanigans, but um, it was a little lonely from time to time. But, of course, you know, I made a way to have my fun. Now, let's break it down to some statistics, okay, y'all? Can I say the word? Statistics say, okay, online dating has went up 80% during quarantine and that a lot of love connections were really made. I do not agree. Of course, online dating. I know plenty of fish, bumble, uh, what is it? Black, what is black people or black planet, whatever that is. It's probably all kind of stuff that I'm missing, but I know for a fact, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, people were sliding them, sliding in those DMs like they had on skates or slippers going down a church hill, baby. Like, I already know how real it was because my DMs were going crazy, okay? Now, statistics also say that quarantine together start to develop relationship problems this year. Now, not only did they make situationships and relationships, and people, oh, yeah, love the happiness, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, not just that. They created bullshit, real problems, um, breakups, no makeups, all of that in a bag of chips. I mean, like, busting heads to the white meat. All of that, like, quarantine didn't play. Quarantine came, and they came to fuck shit up. They standing on couches like Rick James, okay? So I did hear and see a lot of crazy-ish going on during the quarantine when it came to these marriages, so-called relationships, Instagram relationships, um, all of these situationships. People were doing a lot of cheating, a lot, whole lot of eating, but a whole lot of cheating. They was knocking boots, 
boots, whatever you call it. They was knocking boots, baby. And boots was getting knocked off and folks was getting kicked out. So, yes, I agree that that went up. Relationships definitely went down. Thank you, pandemic, for letting some of the people go free. But, damn, they really messed up some relationships. Now, listen. Coming out of the quarantine, you got to have more divorces. Don't y'all agree? People have already filed. They said that number has doubled than what it used to normally be. And we're going to have a lot of new relationships. Thank you to the internet. Thank you to quarantine. Way more pregnancies. Like, y'all know we don't have anything else to do, so this is pretty much all we can do. Date, Google a whole bunch of stuff, slide in the DMs, and knock boots. (laughs) That is what our life has been for the last year. Now, some of you, I hope, have been eager beavers and been getting to your bag and all of that, because that's really what you're supposed to be doing, taking advantage of this internet time, taking advantage of the quarantine, taking advantage of your boredom and or freedom. You're supposed to be doing that. So since we're talking about taking advantage of, let's talk about sliding in that DM, baby. All right, y'all, just call me Ebony Out Players Club. Let me out. That DM was on fire okay my dm went like okay it went dumb all right crazy crazy and don't tell me yours did because i know it did bruh and sir don't do it okay dm became way more aggressive during the quarantine people started to read their dms more than ever i'm one of those where i get so many it's hard and sometimes i miss dms but now i was sitting at home i had time baby i had time all day and every day so i'm sitting there going through the dms weeding out the good and the bad and all of that and i know y'all were doing the same some you went back and resurfaced read again just to see if you forgot something or you wanted to call that person that you was like oh i wonder what he or she is doing i know y'all did we were reading more and then it quickly turned into like a dating app. I know y'all agree, cause mine did. Hey, what you doing? You wanna meet up? You wanna Netflix and chill? Can I sing you dinner? All of that. So everybody that's single, they were really not alone cause you always had somebody new to talk to. Social media y'all have became a security blanket for folks. I have seen the most recluse, boring, lame people turn into superstars on social media. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> I know people say, yeah, don't worry about it, sweetheart. But listen, haven't y'all seen some of the most people who don't say anything in person? Boy, damn near got super fans because they so popping on IG. I haven't seen anything like it. Like, it was instant fame for some of the lamest people or some of the most quiet introverts are so wild and crazy kids on Instagram, I have never, ever, ever seen it. Instagram is like the meetup spot for most people. Like, get dressed, go live. Go in somebody's, you know, DM. Go live with them. Like, it just is the go-to spot. And now they have so many other platforms where you have um, all of these forms to really just talk. Talk and be you and everybody can listen. And I mean, it's just Instagram has changed everything we have the reels now people can see your whole personality i just love it i love it some people turn their instagram into clubs like some of the djs i love the way that during the pandemic you guys like we have really made the best of it 
people are really sewing into their crafts. I've seen the DJs do like their clubs. I've seen people doing fashion shows with their lines. More of the makeup artists doing more fun videos and how-to videos. I've seen my YouTube comedians really step it up a notch, you know. It's just really been dope with all of our black power movements, all of our support black business movements, the way we've stuck together in the midst of all of all of this drama and all of this negativity and the death and just the hurt and sadness we've rised up and we've still tried to, you know, see the good in the world like Thank you, Internet, for that. You really did keep us all together. Now, if you were single living alone, social media was definitely definitely your friend, right? Because it was mine. It was definitely mine. So I just want to thank every social media platform. I want to thank all of the black businesses, all of the businesses out there that kept us together. Because without you, we would have been sad. We would have been alone. And I don't want... <laughs> to think about anything without the internet right now because that's that's really all we have. That is all we had to keep us going. Thank you to that. Now, y'all know I'm going to get into some serious things. Let's talk about protesting during the pandemic in Atlanta. This is where we're going to stay. Now, Atlanta became one of the, one of the biggest stand-up and protest cities during the pandemic. We didn't we, we didn't come to play. We've been doing our thing when it comes to protesting politics. We are up on game. We are true advocates and we are here and we're in your face. And I love that about Atlanta. Although there were a lot of people who were peacefully protesting, the riots and the police brutality was something that the rest of the world was horrified to watch from the TV sets at home. Listen y'all, let's go a little deeper. Six Atlanta police were charged for forcefully pulling two college kids out of their car, breaking their window, tasing the students. Their names was Messiah Young and Tanaya Pilgrim. Now listen, when I saw that, that hit home. I am a graduate of the Tennessee State University, and I know how it is to be a proud black HBCU student. And you're minding your business just trying to get to wherever they were trying to get to. They were abiding by the laws. The police didn't have to do that much. They really didn't. And I'm siding with their attorneys. I'm siding with the ones who protested and marched on their behalf. Um, they should all be prosecuted for what they did. I don't agree with the way they handled the situation. It definitely could have been handled better. Um, Atlanta do better. Okay, now when we talk about the black businesses, the black businesses were destroyed. But you know who came to the rescue to talk to us? T.I., Killer Mike, and our mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. They pleaded with the city of Atlanta to stop tearing down the city. But you know what? When people are fed up, y'all, they're fed up. And y'all have to understand, I appreciate those individuals because they have these enormous platforms. They are trying to teach us to do the right thing and this thing, but sometimes you have to make a little noise if you want to get heard. And being at, you know, in the pandemic still, I would never do anything different than the way it was. It got attention. We're getting things done. We're, we're moving in the right direction. I'm not going to say things are complete and we're there, but we're in the right direction. So along with T.I., Killer Mike, our mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, I, along with them and them, you know, they're using their voice. That's wonderful. 
along with the protest. That's wonderful. Along with a little noise making, let's go add the icing on the cake with the cherry now. So make some noise. Let's just try to make the right noise. We don't have to tear down our businesses. We don't have to hurt one another to make noise. We can protest, but we need to learn how to protest peacefully, but also stand your ground and protect yourself. Don't be a fool by any means necessary. So it's, it, you know, it's a time and place for everything, but we as the black community need to learn all the ins and outs, dot all of our I's, cross all of our T's in order to be successful. You know, we just, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep praying and staying strong. We're going to get there, but we have to understand it takes a village, y'all. Now, Rashad Brooks was shot and killed by the police in the Wendy's parking lot shortly after the protesters blocked an area from anyone coming along. Antlin, when a young mother unknowingly drove her car and was shot. Okay, these are two situations by this Wendy's. You remember when the mom, she was shot at and her eight-year-old daughter was killed? I think her name was Sequoia Turner. These two situations caused more riots, y'all. They cause more confusion, more divide. We have to stop this. But we have to figure out a way to get the word out to where we can peacefully protest. And we have to figure out a way to add some new laws in this justice system. And maybe a new handbook for the police department. It should be new rules, new bylaws, new things going on in this police department. Like, it, the, the old ways is not working. We got to figure out a new way to make things happen and be more efficient so your citizens can feel safe. And that's just what you're supposed to do. Protect and serve. So y'all been forgetting the protect part. You just been serving. This ain't you got served, baby. Okay? We're not trying to battle and see which one of us going to win. We want to win together. We all want to be safe. We all want to be protected. And this is, you know, something I think is, like I said, we're moving towards that. We're moving towards that. Now, what y'all think about what I'm about to say next? (laughs) No quarantine in Atlanta. So listen, the rest of the world is afraid of the biggest African-American city in the world. While the COVID numbers continues to affect African-Americans in a major way, the city of Atlanta remains open and people are living life as if COVID doesn't exist. Mm. Look, y'all, hear me out. I wear my mask. I protect myself. I do the best I can to stay safe. But I can't disagree with what I just said. Atlanta is moving and shaking. Everything open here. Shit. It's still shit. There's 24 hours open. Like, it's crazy. Things are still going. Still have clubs, art galleries, sip and paint. Like, a lot of stuff is still going on. I'm not going to say that it's not smart. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I haven't been out either. I'm, how about this? I plead the fifth. <laughs> but I know y'all but have been out. I know you've been out. You've been out partying. I've been watching your Instagram, Snapchats, all of that good stuff, Facebooking and all of that. Look, TikToking and all that good stuff. But you know what? All I can say is if you're out, you're in Atlanta, be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. When you come home, take everything off. Bag it. Wash it. Get your behind in the shower. Just take, take the right precautions to stay safe. We know you're not going to stay in the house. 
But if you're in Atlanta, stay safe. If some of y'all didn't uh, keep flying in and driving in, we might not have a uh, quarantine. I mean, the coronavirus rates up so high. Psych, I'm just playing. <laughs> not, no, nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. What type of TV shows did y'all watch during quarantine? Now, we've talked about the internet helping us, bridging us. We've talked about people sliding in our DMs. We've talked about in the midst of the quarantine and this pandemic, all of the police brutality, all of the protesting. We've talked about how Atlanta really ain't shut down in the midst of this pandemic. Now, tell me what you watch at home. You're chilling in the house. Some of you just said, forget it. I don't care how open Atlanta is. I'm not going outside. Since you were inside, what were some of the things you watched? Huh, um, y'all know. Let me tell you what I watched. So, I'm a criminal minds fool. Love it, love it, love it. Watch it, okay? Watch it all the time. Now, I am a scary movie, a thriller. I love action. I love suspense. I love romantic comedies. I love comedies. I've been watching everything. Like, um... I like to watch a lot of old movies over and over. So I've been watching my Norbits and 40-Year-Old Virgin and um, Girls Trip and things like that. I really can't tell you off the top of my head, like, some of my favorite, favorite movies. But I liked a little bit of everything. And I binged watched a lot of series. Netflix got my money. I got my money's worth out of Netflix, okay? She don't owe me. Yep. I watched Netflix like no other. My best friend, Cameron, he always watches good movies on Netflix. So we were watching series, little vampire diaries. I was watching kiddie stuff. I mean, just sometimes the TV was watching me. Y'all, I was enjoying myself. I've really enjoyed myself and I've enjoyed food. Let's talk about that. Let's go on and talk about it. Look down. Go on and hug your stomach. Yeah, yeah, it's there. So? Because I say so. Listen, your girl game, and I'm trying to tone it up now, but yeah, the quarantine, (laughs) don't owe me nothing, y'all. I ate everything up under the sun while watching Netflix and all them good movies. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I had a good time. Yes. Yes, everything was good. Like, I think I enjoy food more this last couple of months than anything, to be honest. These eight months, I've eaten some great meals, became more creative in the kitchen. My friends are like borderline chefs. I do have chef homegirls too. But like, y'all, it's just been really, really good with the food. Like, it's been a party in my mouth every other day. And you know what? Some of y'all going to take that the wrong way. So the food has been delicious. (laughs) But listen, so as you can see, I'm still single. No love connections or none of that. I'm safe during the quarantine. My family is safe, and I hope yours is as well. Um, I know people have been sliding y'all DMs because, yes, they slid into mine. And all I want you to know is stay black, love yourself, support your black businesses, okay? Stay positive. Understand that the change starts with you, Okay. Understand that beauty is within. And when I say stay black, I mean beauty, love, assertiveness, confidence, and kindness. That's what that means, okay? I want you all to really 
and genuinely love yourself. Understand that tomorrow is not promised. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Catch me next week at 7 p.m. I love you all. Bear with me. This is my first one. I hope you all enjoyed it. Talk to you soon.